Lift up your voice wherever you are in your homes uh, and thank the Lord for how good he's been to you. We worship you, Lord, for you've been so good to us. My God, we have so much to be grateful for. And so we worship you. We honor you today for the glory and honor belongs to you and you alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for tuning in on this beautiful Wednesday evening. It's such a privilege and honor to be with you once again. I'd also like to thank Pastor Mark for the honor of breaking the bread of life. And so wherever you are, I invite you to get your Bibles ready, get a notebook ready for what the Lord would share unto you. He's impressed in my heart to share a message under the title, Those Walls Are Coming Down. Those walls are coming down, and we're going to be exploring the end of the fifth chapter of the book of Joshua, um, picking up right where Pastor left off on Sunday. This past Sunday, Pastor did a wonderful job describing the experience of the Israelite people as God liberated them out of the wilderness and finally took them into the land that he had promised unto them. And so after 40 years of wandering, after 40 years of waiting, after 40 years of wilderness living, they finally arrive in Gilgal, the place of new beginnings. And so I believe, church, that you and I are on a parallel journey as we've spent the last 100 days in the wilderness of the COVID-19 pandemic. And so because of the grace and mercy of God, this past Sunday, we were able to gather once again in the temple. And so it symbolizes kind of the reemergence out of the wilderness and a stepping into a season of new beginnings. And so right now, church, we're at a place where we can see the promises of God right on the horizon. Those things that we've dreamed about, those things that we've prayed about are now within our reach. Oh, he's been so faithful and has taken us out of the wilderness. And just like he's done with us in this season, he made sure that he was with the Israelites throughout every step of the journey. He guided them. He sustained them. He strengthened them. He even parted the seas so they can cross over into dry land. And finally, here they were at the entry point of the land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, everything that they had envisioned for 40 years was finally within their grasp. And as they make the trip over, it's interesting because what they encountered was not a welcome party. There was no balloons. There was no banner that said, welcome home. They didn't find an empty space that was move-in ready. No, they encountered the city of Jericho. Oh, a highly secured city with gates that were securely shut and a city that was famous for having walls that were impenetrable. 
And so after God had done all of this work of uh, guiding and sustaining them through the wilderness, after he'd done the miraculous and allowed them to cross into this land, they come and they hit a wall. Oh, beloved, I don't know if you've ever been there. I've been there. That place where you've, you've fasted and you've prayed for the Lord to take you out of a season of wilderness, to take you out of that season when you felt like you're circling that mountain over and over again. That season where you feel like you're wandering and you're just trying to find your way. And finally, when God delivers you shortly thereafter... You hit a barrier, you hit a wall that threatens the very thing that God had promised you. Oh, and I don't know if you've ever been there where the promise is, is, is close enough for you to touch it, close enough for you to taste it. And yet at the 11th hour, at the last minute, something pops up to block your pathway to the promise. And so while we're in this season where... We are, we are re-emerging out of the COVID-19 wilderness. Maybe some of you guys have already hit a wall. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, brothers and sisters, that those walls are coming down. Come on, I don't know if you heard me. Those walls are coming down. So this is not the time to give up. This is not the time to lose hope. This is not the time to make reckless decisions. No, we need to hold on because those walls are coming down in the name of Jesus. Oh, and we can't forget that the enemy loves walls. Right when we're at the, the precipice of breakthrough, he loves to put up obstacles that would keep us from the victory of the Lord. He loves to place barriers that would keep us from moving forward into what God would have for us. He delights in blocking our way to the promise so that we would just get frustrated and give up. But you need to remember, church, we cannot give him that satisfaction today because I believe we are so close and those walls are coming down those walls are coming down today beloved now we we are familiar with the story of Joshua and then and Jericho and, and we know what happens right uh, Joshua faces this these huge walls in Jericho and instead of relying on his own military instincts to tackle the issue he defers to God and follows God's direction and so oddly enough God instructs him to march around the city seven times and the the first six times they're not even allowed to make a sound and here you have this large procession happening around the city and then the last uh, go round they sound the trumpets they make a large shout and finally the walls come down and the Bible tells us that they're able to go straight in and take the city. We need to remember that not only, brothers and sisters, are those walls coming down today, but God is going to make it that we'll be able to go straight in and obtain everything that God has promised us. Oh, but we got to listen carefully. Joshua was a good listener. 
Because there's a very specific way, there's a very specific strategy that God has for us uh, uh, that, that he wants us to use in order to tackle the situation. See, if we look closely, there were some instructions that Joshua had received that we can apply today as we think about taking down those walls and clearing the pathway to the promises of God. And so if you're ready to look at what Joshua had to do, get your pen ready. Because the first thing that the Lord tells Joshua to do is this. He tells him, take your sandals off. For where you're standing is holy ground. Brothers and sisters, I believe that you and I need to take off our sandals. If we pick up in Joshua chapter 5, verse number 13, let's read about the first set of instructions that Joshua was given. The word of the Lord says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or our enemies? Neither, he replied, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. Oh, and this is the most important part right here. These last four words, and Joshua did so. And so here we're... We find Joshua near Jericho. I'm sure he can see this incredible city in the distance. He encounters the Lord standing with his sword drawn as a symbol that he's ready to fight in the defense of his people. And so you'd think that because his sword is drawn that right away they're going to gather the army. They're going to go right in and lay siege to the city. But no. The Lord tells Joshua to remove his sandals, for he was standing on holy ground. And if you recall, beloved, these were the same instructions that God gave to Moses at the burning bush, right before he commissioned Moses to liberate his people. And so it's incredible because in this new season, with this new leader, he had an all brand new leadership team. This command to take off his sandals was a way to strengthen Joshua's faith. For as God had been with Moses, he would also be with Joshua. And so God is saying, listen, I know you're not Moses. You can never be Moses. But guess what? You don't have to be. I was with him and I will also be with you. And so as God was with them at the beginning of the journey, God would also be with them in the season of new beginnings. 
Oh, brothers and sisters, God was with our founders when they received the vision to found this church. God was with them as they laid the cornerstones of this ministry, which has impacted so many around the world. God was with them when the walls of our church literally came tumbling down and they had to rebuild from scratch. So I am confident that as we've stepped into the place of new beginnings, God will also be with us. Oh, but we have to be willing to take off our sandals in reverence to a God that was, a God that is, and a God that will continue being good to us. Oh, it's been a season of pandemic, and by the grace of God, he's provided for us. He's taking care of our every need. We have the technology to con continue to come before you. He's kept our pastors safe. He's given us an incredible team here to work with. My goodness, God has shown that he continues to be with us. And so there's no need to fear as we enter into a place of new beginnings. For as God was with our forefathers, he will be with the next generation of leaders in the promised land. Amen. And so it's also important to note that the removal of sandals was symbolic of shedding of worldly attachments. It was symbolic of the, the shedding of pollutants from one's soul. See, back in the day, their sandals were grimy, guys. <laughs> they walked around the desert all day, so their sandals were dusty and dirty. Uh, who knows what they had underneath them? So God is telling Joshua, listen, the residue of your journey cannot taint the purity of what I am doing today. You must take off your sandals. And so as God will be with us in this season, yes, he will. But the residue of the season of wilderness has to go, brothers and sisters. That residue of resentment, that residue of restlessness, that residue of entitlement because you think you deserve this or that, the residue of, of anxiety, the residue of scarcity mentality and fear, whatever remains from that last season, no matter how harmless you think it is, it has to go. Oh, it can't even be underneath your shoes. You got to take off those sandals. You got to get rid of it. Because before we even begin to tackle that wall that's been a barrier, before we begin to tackle that stronghold that has been holding us back, we need to totally surrender everything unto the Lord. And so that residue from the wilderness is only going to toxify what God is trying to do today. So we need to shake off everything and anything that may compete with what he wants to do in us in this place of new beginnings. Oh, so we need to remember those walls can't come down if you don't take off your sandals and shake off that wilderness residue. The second critical like piece of instruction that Joshua got embedded in what God told him was God told them, put your weapons down and fight my way. Oh, brothers and sisters, we need to put our weapons down and fight God's way. 
if we pick up the story in Joshua 6, starting in verse number 2, we see that they had gotten to the gates of Jericho. They were securely shut. No one was going out. No one was coming in. And the Lord says to Joshua in verse number 2, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall, hear me clearly, the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up everyone straight in and so if you think about this scene if you picture this in your mind this was an odd processional that God instructed them to form first at the front were the armed men followed by seven priests with the large horns then the ark of the covenant carried by the priest and everyone else but in the instructions, there was no arrangements to wage war. And so I, I know if I was a member of that army, I would have found that a, a little strange, a little bit bizarre. See, these warriors were trained in the art of war. Joshua had strategists and fighters, warriors and tactical specialists. They were trained to strategically and systematically take their enemies out and yet Joshua doesn't use their skills Joshua doesn't use their weapons in the way that they were trained to do no God instructs him to do something unorthodox to take down the walls he says march around the city and so I believe today, brothers and sisters, that in order to bring down the walls in front of us, we have to unlearn how the world has taught us to fight and fight God's way. Oh, and sometimes it, it, it makes no sense the way he's asking us to fight. See, you and I can't fight the way that they fight out there. We can't say what they say out there. We can't bring ourselves down to their level. We have to resist the temptation to get street. You can't take off the earrings. You can't get the Vaseline. That's not how those walls are coming down. God has his own strategy that will beat ours every time so we have to learn to fight his way and then there's other times brothers and sisters where he doesn't want us to fight at all because he's already fighting the battle in the supernatural realm where the front line really is see I have a news flash for you this right here around us this realm is not the front lines this is a facade that the enemy uses to distract us from the real battle that's happening spiritually. See, the people had to march around that city in faith. And with each step, God was pushing back the darkness in the spiritual realm. So when the time was right, those walls would come down. They wouldn't have to fight. They wouldn't have to kill anyone. They wouldn't have to lift a finger. Their faith brought those walls down. Oh, and when it was time, 
not only did the walls come down, but God delivered the people and their king into Joshua's hands. See, when we fight God's way, he's going to go in and clean house. And even the high and mighty will be humbled in his presence. Oh, but we have to be willing to put our weapons down and fight God's way in order for those walls to come down. And then the final thing that God instructs Joshua to do is to praise before the walls come down. I don't know if you heard me. We need to praise before the walls come down. See, God instructs them in verse number five that after a long shout, the wall will come down. And so God is saying, even before one stone of that wall is moved, even before you see anything in the natural, you have to praise him and then the wall will collapse. And I want you to notice how in verse number five, the word wall is singular there. Yet Jericho had more than one wall. If you look back uh, at the history, at, at, at the bottom of the city, there was a retaining wall about 12 to 15 feet high. And then there was a moat, and then there was a slope, and there was a second wall about 20 to 26 feet high. Did God get confused when he said wall? Did the translators leave off the S? No. God showed them which wall they had to praise in front of in order to obtain victory. See, I want you to know, beloved, that although you see many walls around you, there's only one that's been holding you back. And if you can just look, if you can follow God's lead and target the right one, then victory is yours. See, when you build a home, there are two types of walls that are used. There are dividing walls and structural walls. And I know this because I'm married to the most handsome contractor on the planet. And he told me so. <laughs> and to the naked eye, they both look the same, yet only structural walls sit on the building's foundation. And those are the key. If you go and try to take down a dividing wall, it doesn't matter. The house will still stand. But one strategic hit to a structural wall and that whole building is coming down. Yet only someone with a trained eye can tell the difference. An architect, a, a contractor, a building, they know exactly what to do to take those walls down. And so I believe today, beloved, we need to pray for the direction of the great architect in the sky to the great builder in the sky. We have to ask God, God, which is the wall that I need to focus on? I have a lot of problems around me. I have a lot of conflicts. I have have a lot of issues I'm wrestling with, but which one of these is the stronghold that's holding me back from your promises? Show me, God, which is the wall that I need to praise in front of? Which is the wall that I need to give a loud shout in front of? Is it the wall of shame? Is it the wall of lust? Is it the wall of low self-esteem? Is it the wall of abuse that sits on the foundation of my life? Which one is it, God? 
Oh, show me, and I won't strike it. Show me, and I won't try to tear it down with my hands. Show me, I won't hit it with a sledgehammer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand in front of it, and I'm going to praise, and I'm going to believe in faith that you are going to bring down that wall, and I'm going to praise you, and I'm going to exalt you, and I'm going to believe that you are stronger than that stronghold. You are stronger than that wall that's been holding me back. And I'm going to declare in the name of Jesus that that wall is coming down. Show me the wall, God. Oh, it was by faith and not by force that the walls of Jericho came down. And so you and I need to have that level of faith that even when we don't see it, we have to praise in faith, believing that those walls are coming down in the name of Jesus. Not by our strength, not by our might, but in his that can make it happen. And so I believe today, beloved as we shake off those pollutants from the wilderness, as we learn to fight God's way, as we learn to praise in faith, God will take down those strongholds and finally the pathway to the promise will be clear. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. But God is taking you out of the wilderness and you've been discouraged and you feel like there's a cloud over you because you keep hitting a wall and you don't know how to move it. You don't know how to get around it. You feel stuck and God is saying today is the day of liberation. Today that wall is coming down. And so what I want you to do at home is this. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to picture that wall. Picture yourself standing in front of that wall. Or better yet, if you would have the courage, go and stand in front of a wall in your house. And picture that as the stronghold that has held you back. I want you to look at it. I want you to identify it. And I want you to begin to praise. Come on, wherever you are, stand to your feet right now. And begin to speak to that wall. And you let him know about your God. You let him know about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You let him know about the power and the strength and the might of your God. Come on, you let out a shout of praise right now. You let out a shout of faith right now. You let out a shout of expectation because today is the day that those walls are coming down. God has already promised you abundance. God has already promised you a land flow with milk and honey not a, not survival not just making it he's promised you the miraculous so right now you gotta speak to that wall and let that wall know oh you're coming down today you're coming down today in the name of Jesus. Oh, that stronghold of lust, you're coming down today. That stronghold of shame, you're coming down today. That stronghold of depression, you're coming down today in the name of Jesus. We have to believe today that through the might and the power of Jesus, the living Christ, that those walls are coming down and we will obtain everything that has been promised to us oh let us pray 
Almighty God, we lift up a praise to you. We lift up a shout of worship to you. We lift up an exuberant and joyous Lord, shout today, believing that those strongholds, believing that those barriers are coming down in the name of Jesus. And every wall that the enemy has put up to discourage us, every wall that the enemy has put to divide us, every wall that the enemy has put to try to make us give up, right now we tear it down in the name of Jesus. We declare breakthrough. We declare breakthrough. Oh God, you've promised that we declare breakthrough in your name, in your strength, in your might. Today is the day that we step into new beginnings. Today is the day that we clear the pathway to your promise. You said it, you will do it. We believe it and we declare it today in the mighty name of Jesus, amen.